The last thing each day is to set an alarm for the first thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale on 760 WJR. Well, those of us working this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday probably only got a few hours of sleep last night, but it, it definitely doesn't feel that way, does it, Renee? No, I've never been more tired in my life, but never been more worth it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, here's the thing. Last night during that Lions game, it felt like the entire city was doing the same thing at the exact same time. And and you could feel the energy and electricity even out in the suburbs, no matter how far away you were from Ford Field. I think the state was in unison. They really were. And I mean, speaking of the state, what a 14-day stretch for Metro Detroit sports fans, right? You had <laughs> right. the Rose Bowl. Michigan winning the national championship. They had the the parade on Saturday. We'll talk about that uh, more later on. And then, of course, this first home playoff game in over 30 years. And uh, by the by the way, we have another one next week because uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, definitely est the bed, so to speak. And we got more to go. You know, Jason, it's funny. The first thing I did when I woke up this morning is I went to the Lions Twitter and I'm like, I got to I got to watch this this Dan Campbell um, locker room speech, whatever he said, because it's going to be epic. And uh, Brad Holmes got got a game ball. Jared Goff got a game ball. And I wonder if Jared Goff felt not only the entire um, stadium behind them, but the entire state of Michigan behind them as well. It's it's unbelievable. Long time coming. I'm very happy for the Lions. And uh, they don't draw Green Bay. They'll get the winner of tonight's game because uh, mm-hmm. Green Bay is the lower seed. Uh, but, man, that team's clicking right now, boy. They couldn't have played a more perfect game in Dallas yesterday. That intro, that vignette that Eminem put together – Yes. Oh my gosh! That I, I was hype right out of the gate with that. That was so badass. Well, and the day started with that uh, with that video of uh, Eminem asking Matthew Stafford to to let us have this one, but uh, we didn't need it. And, and and you're right, Renee. That Eminem hype video perfectly articulated, yep. perfectly encapsulated what it's what has been like to be a Lions fan. Yep. Since Matthew Stafford was drafted. I was a little and bummed out that NBC cut away as soon as the Rams came out of the gate. Why did they do that? Um, I didn't notice that. What do you mean? Like they, as soon as the, the Rams came out onto the field, they cut away and went to a commercial. I wanted to hear the reaction. I mean, you heard a split second of booing, but I wanted to see what the fans were doing. I wanted to hear, I, w- I wanted to see what it was like to be there when the Rams came out and they went to commercial. Yeah. Well, uh, you, we did get uh, plenty of uh, sampling of what the reaction <laughs> was to Matthew Stafford, and the boos were louder than I that I even thought they were going to be. And I guess it started in warm-ups. They were booing Matthew Stafford, and they're actually chanting Jared Goff's name during warm-ups. That's awesome. But, yeah, but I, I think I think we can finally say it. I think we can say, same old Lions, SOL is dead. Dan Campbell and, and Brad Holmes killed it. And yeah. what I really like about this team is you can tell the players on this team, they love this team. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown dying his hair blue yep. at the end of the game. 
Jared Goff was trying to underplay it, uh, but he got emotional. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown should. tried to. Right. Exa- yeah. It, because like we were saying all last week, he was thrown on the scrap heap by mm-hmm. Sean McVay and this this Rams organization. And uh, he, he was able to get his revenge last night. And, yep. um, and you and- can tell that they wanted this win, not just for the city, but this team wanted it for Jared Goff, too, because exactly. of what he's been through. The team wanted it for their brother. Yeah, and, uh, you know. They love him. They wanted it for their brother. They wanted it for us, but they wanted it for their brother. And, look, I'm not going to make the whole comparison between Jared Goff and the city of Detroit, and, and, and you know, we kind of know what it's like to be counted out. Uh, because it's right, but there is some there there is some truth to that. I mean, you remember back during the recession, the housing crisis, when the big three was um, underwater and we didn't know if they would survive. I mean, there there were think pieces about how um, oh look, the, the Tigers are making a run, and and the the only bright spot in Detroiters depressed. Um, economically suppressed lives are, 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 you know, as a sports team and, and, and Detroit was ruined porn for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's something about Jared Goff's story and kind of what Detroit has been through um, over the past couple of decades that, that really resonates with each other. Yeah. Uh, to be objective for a second, you know, Matt Stafford, he played, he did play a hell of a game. That Puka Nakua kid, that wide receiver, he's an absolute tank. He deserves every accolade that he has received this season. Yeah. But uh, and, and at the end of the game, really, the Lions didn't celebrate too crazy. I no. mean, it, it, you know, they were happy, but it kind of it kind of looked like they understood that that the job's not done. No. Uh, because yeah, they got that first playoff win in over thirty years, but they got another home playoff game next week. It wasn't a. It was a close game, and they know it. I mean, it was one point. That was it. Right. And, and it was an absolute shootout that first half. Yeah. And then the second half, you know, I think we all got a little nervous. Oh, yeah. We got a little nervous because the offense cooled down a little bit. Uh, I thought the pass defense was going to was gonna blow it for us, but they got it under control and they stepped up when they needed to. And, of course, there was a moment we all thought Brad Allen was back out on the field because there was another- <laughs> There's another mystery call called against Taylor Decker. But, yeah, uh, it was a little yeah, scary but, for a while, but uh, they did yeah. it. The, the Lions overcame. Uh, Jason, before we move on to the rest of the NFL, you're a Lions. I'm sorry, you're a Cowboys fan. I'm not going to gloat about the win. <laughs> no, it's by fine. Green Bay. Right. But I do want to ask you. Bill Belichick's name is being bantied about as the uh, next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Your thoughts? No, thank you. (laughs) 72 years old in April. Go away. Retire. You have nothing else to prove. I don't know where the Dallas Cowboys go from here. They have tried seemingly everything. I don't know if, like, you know, before Mike McCarthy was hired a few years ago, I I thought, you know, maybe go younger, maybe get a college coach in, somebody, you know, that can, you know, mix it up or something. But they'll they'll always go for the name coach. So this wouldn't surprise me. Um, 
the, the thing about the Dallas Cowboys, the reason they lost yesterday is because they weren't playing Washington. They weren't playing the Giants. They were playing an actual team with a winning record. So, yeah, it's hey, embarrassing. It, it, sounds, it sounds like you did a, quite a bit of yelling yesterday. I know. I was <laughs> yeah. just thinking that. I did not, actually. I wow. just woke up a little under the weather. But. Oh. I got you. All right. Well, um, I, I mean, I think Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones would be very interesting together. Uh, um, Lions, they had five players named to the All-Pro team, by the way. Amon Ross St. Brown, who played angry last night. And, and an angry Amon Ross St. Brown is probably the best Amon Ross St. Brown, at least out on the field. Uh, Penny Sewell, they were both awarded first-team honors. Sam Laporta, um, who, scored, who, who not only played, but he scored a touchdown last night. Second-team honors, along with center Frank Ragnow and special teamer Jalen Reeves-Maben. So... There you go. Um, still not a lot to talk about, obviously, um, uh, besides the Lions' huge win. Uh, pretty busy news weekend. So we're going to hit a break right now. We'll be back. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. Well, I'm sure a lot of us are waking up bleary-eyed if we even went to bed in the first place after uh, the Detroit Lions bounced the Rams at home. First home playoff game in, what, 32 years? Uh, and uh, first playoff victory um, in, 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 in almost that amount of time. And it's a good thing uh, yesterday that the game was indoors, Renee. Did you see uh, Kansas City? The uh, wind chill was like 20 below and Andy Reid's mustache froze over. <laughs> I, I didn't think that was real at first. <laughs> I, I mean, it was nuts. And, and I felt like a mom because I'm like, how are all these guys wearing short sleeves and not catching a chill? <laughs> right. And what I thought about Andy Reid to that point, when the game started, I noticed he was just wearing a ball cap. And I'm like, God, you have your ears exposed. Because yeah. the coaches, I always feel bad for the coaches because those guys, they're standing there. They're not like getting, Moving. you know, they're not. Yeah, right. They're just standing right. there. Well, and did and then, you see that the the beers, they were exploding, the fans' beers, they were like bubbling over and exploding. You know how you're not supposed to leave pop in your right. car? Yeah, that's right. what was happening to their beers. They were exploding I, I did, over. I, I did see that one video of uh, somebody at Arrowhead. They took a water out of the fridge. And as soon as it hit the air, it instantly froze yeah. over. It was nuts. <laughs> um, and then Patrick Mahomes, I, I mean, it was probably half the uh, collision, but probably half the, the cold weather. Uh, his a, a piece of his helmet flew off. It cracked. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think that that's uh, very much in part due to the weather. And then uh, Buffalo Bills Steelers, they were supposed to play yesterday, I think. The game was moved to 430 today because of a blizzard. Uh, and they put out a call for anyone who wanted to come down to Highmark Stadium, anyone who could get to Highmark Stadium and help uh, shovel snow. They're paying $20 an hour <laughs> if you wanted to come down. I'll do it for 40 an hour. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's not how 20 is not enough. Yeah. Not in that weather. Nope. <laughs> no. I know. Look, man, this ain't 2015 anymore. Right. $20 an hour is the new $10 an hour. That's right. And then before the game was moved, the governor of New York actually told people to stay stay home and watch it on TV. So we get a little we get a little afternoon MLK Day playoff football today. And uh, that bad weather, though, Renee, we were wondering. All right, you know we, this, this bad weather rolled through our area this weekend. There was a uh, parade scheduled for the University of Michigan football team. 
Uh, and it, it, I saw the pictures. It did not look like it, it kept people away at all. No, it did not. Those uh, fans, they waited a long time, and it did not deter them. And it, it kind of turned into a rally begging both J.J. McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh to stay. Obviously, um, we know now that J.J. McCarthy did uh, declare for the draft, which I don't blame him. I mean, statistics... Look, I, when it comes to being a leader of that team, that's unquestioned. Statistically, though, he didn't have a great year. Um, Renee, I know that you and I were talking, wondering if the fact that J.J. McCarthy is leaving is a sign that Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL. I believe he's got a uh, meeting with the Chargers this week. Right. You know, it, and that's what everyone said. As soon as it came out, he announced it on social media the day before the deadline for underclassmen to enter the draft. Uh, the, the next question was, so does that mean that Harbaugh's leaving? You know, that the two kind of went hand in hand, right? Right. So and, I guess we wait and see. I, I think we'll have an act. What do you think? You think we'll have an answer in the next 48 hours? Does it work that fast? You know, I don't know because because um, I, I don't know how long it takes for them to make a head coaching decision. I know that these teams, they have to work fast yeah. because they don't want their head coaching candidate to get snatched up. Right. I, if, if, I, if I were a betting man, and I'm not anymore because I'm not any good at it, but if I were a <laughs> betting man, I would guess Jim Harbaugh is, is going to the NFL. He's 60. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of success in the NFL. Um, I, I don't remember how many um, NFC championship games or playoff runs he made in a short time, but it was pretty consistent. On top of that, over the weekend, he was asked many times if he was staying or heading to the NFL, and he just said something vague like, I'm enjoying every minute of this. Mm -hmm. I think if he were staying, he probably would have said something about getting back to work right. with an enthusiasm unknown to man or something Harbaugh-ian. Yeah. Um, he called the parade was, the best parade ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a he's kind of a weirdo but i i can see how he motivates how, he, how he's a motivator of of, of young scholars this you know, is the best Mike, parade we, ever we mentioned belichick and jerry jones what about harbaugh and jerry jones wow weekly well, television show come on especially because jim harbaugh didn't get bounced from San Francisco because he was a bad coach. He got bounced from San Francisco because management didn't like him. <laughs> right. so, actually, you're right. I, you know, the Jerry Jones, uh, Bill Belichick relationship would probably just be very quiet and passive aggressive. This would be explosive. Oh yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, Jim Harbaugh, it came out that he had an agent who is quote working hard so does that mean he's working hard on finding him an NFL gig or working hard on getting a new contract with Michigan athletic director Ward Manuel says he's working hard trying to keep uh, Harbaugh in Ann Arbor and the ripple effects of, of Michigan's postseason continues. Obviously we talked about how uh, university of Michigan, they sent uh, Nick Saban to his retirement after beating him in the Rose bowl and the guy that Michigan beat in the college football championship Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer he is replacing Nick Saban so a little full circle moment wow. and uh yeah um and it, it's and it's funny Renee we've been talking so much about about Lions and in, in, in Michigan most days the weather over the weekend probably would have been what we we're talking about right 
And uh, did did you lose power, you Jason or or Renee? Did either of you guys lose power? No, fortunately no. not. Thank God. And I I do have to say, DTE and consumers worked a lot quicker than I thought. I mean, it, you know, recent past there's been three, four, five day power outages. I think there was 171,000 power outages at the peak. Uh, DTE still has 7,100 people without power. So they got a lot of people back online. Uh, consumers has 3,700. So, um, and, and it was a race against time. I mean, could you imagine if we had one of these three, three, four, five day power outages no. with not only the Lions game, but, but these ridiculously cold temperatures. Three below right now. And that's not even factoring in the wind chill. And luckily right. on Saturday, the, there were high winds like they called for, but it didn't get as bad as they had called for. So that was that helped. Yeah. And, and I think when it comes to snowfall totals, they were pretty accurate. I mean, I think we got anywhere from two to eight inches, depending on where you lived. And, mm -hmm. and the snowfall totals went went in line with the um, with, with the predictions. Right. But, uh, but, like, yeah. What's you know, what's crazy? What's going to happen with this Iowa caucus potentially because of these temperatures? Right. They're not even getting above zero. I kind of did a uh, I, I, I just kind of Googled the weather forecast in Des Moines. And then I kind of looked at, um, you know, cities along the, the, the corners of, of Iowa. And there's not the, the warmest the, the warmest forecast is Des Moines at negative one degrees. Yeah. yeah. So, so between thirty five to forty five below with the wind chills. Well, and I don't know how caucuses work i know it's a, a bunch of people get together in a room so i don't know if there's going to be lines as if you're outside the polling station but if you're you know if let's say uh, what our primary is like february 27th i think mm -hmm. it could still be this cold at that time and so what do you do i mean you obviously you want to exercise your right to vote you want to participate in democracy but do you want to risk standing outside in, in these in these temperatures for 10, 20, uh, 10, 20 minutes? Um, I think that's something these polling locations need to take into account. You know, what are you going to do with the people who are waiting in line to get in so that they're not putting themselves at risk? See, I wonder if you could set up like um, almost like secretary of state where you can set up like a time, an appointment. Right. You know, yeah, so you're I, not waiting. You set up a window to go. Yeah, or some kind of like space know. heater situation. But obviously, or in, heating in, tents. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, in in negative below zero temperatures, that might not be effective. But yeah, I, I mean, that's a real yeah. concern. And I, I mean, I think we all pretty much assume that Donald Trump's going to win this handily. Um, but you know, this weather could be a wild card. Yeah. And we heard at the top of the hour news, Donald Trump essentially putting out uh, almost begging people to make to, to go out to the polls today. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, the, the folks in Iowa, they stay safe. They stay um, they stay warm. And uh, I, I hopefully we have uh, and hopefully we have a, a result by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, in normal election years, uh, you know, the person who wins Iowa very rarely wins the nomination, but I think I, I, I think the only thing that would be shocking is if Donald Trump did not win. And a lot of people, it, it, it almost seems like these news organizations are trying to make up storylines to keep people interested in the uh, 
excuse me, the caucus, they're like, oh, well, you know, if, if Donald Trump doesn't win by, you know, this margin, then he might be in trouble. In trouble for what? Winning this thing uh, a, a week or two later than than he originally thought. Right. Like, come, come on, get real. So, uh, but yeah, I I, I got to give it to DTE. I got to give it to consumers. It seems like they worked pretty fast. Um, my mom out on the east side, she lost power for about twenty hours. Oh man. Yeah, which, um, you know, you know, once the temperatures dropped on Saturday. I think I think she did get it back before temperatures dropped to sub zero, but I mean it was still winter outside. So did she have a still... generator? No, she Ugh. didn't. And, and I kept saying, "All right, Mom, you know you can come on over to our house if if you want to." Obviously, I live what down a good river, son. So, yeah, and she's like, "No, no, no. I'll just uh, you know I'll just uh, put another blanket on. Layer up like, on I'll... the blankets." Yeah. So, but I was glad to hear that uh, she got it back on okay. and. Uh, I, you know, I wonder if it's been the upgrades that they've made or if the conditions were just more conducive to them getting people back online. I think they were ready. They were able to get in front of it because at one point they said that they were going to be bringing people in from Colorado if need be. Right. And on top of that, I mean, the the the, the snowstorm, it. When it was over, it was over. I mean, there's mm. still high winds, but it wasn't the constant 50 mile an hour winds and that I, we are expecting. I don't think we got that icy rain that they were anticipating, which I think helped matters. Yeah. I think what they were anticipating was it was going to be snow. It's going to turn to rain, go back to snow. It was going to freeze. Right. And then, and then it was going to start um, blowing power lines down, you know, like, like bowling pins and it didn't happen, but I don't know. It's uh, it, it's stressful because you sit there on social media and you scroll through your Facebook and, and, and you start seeing people losing power and, and, and you just feel like it's this pendulum above your head. Like mm -hmm. I'm next, I'm next. So, um, all right. We have to take a quick break here. Uh, first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. And we're heading into JR morning. Guy Gordon beat the bomb cyclone back from Las Vegas. Welcome home guy. <laughs> but, but only barely. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Oh, was it listen, a race against time. Yeah, we had about eight inches up at our place, and a lot of limbs down. So we got a lot of work ahead yet this week. Uh, do, you, do your power stay on? Yep. Okay, that's good. And uh, Jamie, how are you holding up? I know that you were working late, and <sighs> now you're here, uh, dark and early, with us this morning. I'm good. I, oh. My voice is a little <laughs> cracky, but I slept two hours, but I'm ready to go. Yeah, Ooh, and, and Renee, you your headgear is just making me cold in here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's, she, she's gone full, uh, full, full weather gear, full tech. Yeah, I'm not taking this hat off. It's it's three negative three before the wind chill. Come on. Yeah, 25 you know, uh, degree below wind chill ugh. potentially today. There's a meme going around that goes around every winter that says the air hurts my face. <laughs> Why do I live where the air hurts my face? I, that's a great question, especially it's one of those cold that i mean you can crank the heat in your house but you're never gonna you're you're never gonna be warm no no and when you stand by the windows it's freezing yeah 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 it's uh which it, makes it, me it, think of the poor people outside or people waiting for the bus or working outside or our pets when they go outside and look right. at you like why are you making me do this well plus all the salt <laughs> we threw on the driveway gets in their paws so try to find the pet free stuff right now it's hard to find i was at home depot and lowe's yesterday uh, I was looking for a chainsaw because we've got a lot of debris, debris to clear. Yeah. But. Oh. 
and you feel bad. I mean, there still are about 11,000 ish people um, <sighs> that that don't have power. I mean, DTE and, and consumers did did a great job getting people on. But, um, you know, my my first two thoughts once I was hearing about those power outages, a imagine having no power with this cold snap coming up <laughs> and B imagine having no power for the first lions home game in over three right. years. <laughs> That's a tragedy. And, yeah. And what a game. I mean, I, I, I think all of us uh, had a little easier of a time getting up this morning because last night was so electric, but and, that was uh, a hyper caffeinated game. Yeah. At least or in the first what, half. Whatever people were drinking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was being good last night, and I still got home just wired. Mm, yes. Yeah. I mean, the hardest thing to do after that game was was, was trying to shut down and go to sleep. I mean, um, number one, what, we had a 32-year drought between home playoff games, and now we've got another one coming up next well, week. Home- Thank you. Yes, you're right. You're right. Home was the the word there. Oh, did I did I forget to say? See, no, no, I, you I, said I, it. I I was wrong. Good morning. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what? We're all a little sleep deprived <laughs> this morning, but but we're jacked. And um, I, look, I I mean, emotions are are all over the place. Uh, but I I I really I really felt like. Everybody in the city, we were all doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. And it, 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 it it's almost like you could feel the electricity from Ford Field, no matter where you were in the state. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it was so much fun. I watched the game with my uh, youngest son and all of his pals. They had, they, I think they had five couples there. None of them were alive the last time the Lions won a playoff record. They've all got oh, wow. kids. They're all married. I mean, and they, none of them were alive well, you for saw that one. The emotions in the stands, too. People yeah. crying. Oh, yeah. the shot of the guy after. I mean, NBC found the perfect mm-hmm. guy for that ISO shot at the end of the, the thing with, with, oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, even Jared Goff got a little choked up in the, the post-game interview. Um, which, hey, good for him. Yeah, I, I think he should. That, yeah. And the, and the uh, bonus shot was the look on Jerry Jones' face in the Cowboys game. <laughs> Different well, story, but very right. satisfying. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and did you ever think there would be a time that a sold-out Ford Field would be cheering for the Green Bay Packers? Yes. It happened last <laughs> J.R. Morning, coming up. Great news for Selfridge out in Macomb County. They were awarded a squadron of 12 KC-46A refueling tanker aircraft, securing the future of the base for decades to come. Senator Gary Peters and Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle were both instrumental in making that deal happen, and they discuss it with Kevin and Tom on All Talk. Well, this has been a long time coming, this consistent long-term effort to keep Selfridge not just relevant, but the Air National Guard base really as an integral part of the military. And it's paid off, Kevin. Michigan Selfridge has been chosen for this new KC-46A refueling squadron. It's a pretty nice military upgrade for the base and I think for the region as well. Well, Tom, there's there's been some real concern that Selfridge Air National Guard Base might decline in importance in our national defense. So everyone has been pulling together to make sure that uh, we're spending enough money on infrastructure out there, uh, uh, 
pushing uh, the officials in Washington uh, to, to, to bring projects here uh, to southeast Michigan, to Selfridge. And, and, and that hard work is all paying off. Uh, this announcement uh, basically ensures that uh, people are going to be keeping their jobs out of Selfridge. More jobs are going to come here. And Selfridge, Selfridge Air National Guard Base will be an important part of our national defense moving forward. Uh, a couple of the people behind all that hard work I'm talking about are Gary Peters, U.S. Senator, and Mark Hackle, Macomb County Executive, and they join us now. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Oh, good morning. Good to be with you. So good let's. Morning, Kevin. Good morning, Tom. Yes, good to good to talk with you again, Mark. Uh, let's start uh, with you, Senator. Uh, tell us about uh, how how aggressively um, you've been fighting for Selfridge. I, I heard you this morning talk about uh, at least ten other states uh, were vying for this project, and and we were able to win out uh, in the importance of that. Well, yes, I, I have been fighting. Uh, uh, certainly, Mark Hackle on here has been fighting uh, our communities. I mean, one of the great things is just the Macomb County community and the communities in southeast Michigan are all behind Selfridge. That has been a, a big help as we've uh, pushed this. But, you know, we have a, a real challenge because we have two uh, aircraft squadrons there, the, the KC-135 tanker right now as well as the A-10. They're both old platforms. They're being phased out by the military. They're going to be decommissioned. We know that's happening, so we need a replacement for both of them. Uh, we have been aggressively uh, working to get a new fighter mission. We're going to continue to do that. But these KC-135s were going away, and we needed a replacement. Uh, I got a commitment from Secretary Kendall when he was uh, first uh, confirmed that uh, this would be a, a prime place to place uh, those tankers. Uh, we've been pushing him uh, in a united front with the delegation uh, to uh, get him to do that. But I was getting concerned because uh, no word was made officially. They, we were down to just two KC-46 uh, squadrons left, uh, and there were 10 states, and there are 10 states aggressively fighting for those two remaining spots. And so the, we had big news yesterday when we got one of those. So now the other nine states have to fight over one because Michigan, we've got ours, and uh, this is a, a very important get. And and it also an important part, too, is that it increases the number of aircraft. There are eight uh, KC-135s there today. This new squadron of KC-46s is 12 aircraft. So we have a 50% increase in aircraft, and that means uh, an increase in the men and women who serve uh, and maintain those aircrafts as well. That's fantastic. Um, Mark, uh, as Macomb County Executive, uh, what, what does this news uh, mean for the future of Selfridge for the people of Macomb County? You know, I think it's important that you, when we look at this, it's not just about Macomb County. If you think about what we're talking about here, Congress, you know, continuing to invest in our military assets uh, rather than divest them, uh, it's important. Look around the globe, you know, the challenges we're seeing when what's happening. And I think everyone recognizes, you know, and Gary, obviously, at the forefront of that, you know, the importance of Selfridge. And there's never been a better time than right now to support the air base here in Macomb County. It is a critical asset in our nation's defense. So what they were able to do, in securing these uh, these refuelers is incredibly important because, as Gary had mentioned, that's one component. And now knowing that they're going to continue to fight for the fighters when those A-10s, uh, you know, kind of are removed, it's important not only for Macomb County's economy and the people that work there, and uh, you know, we're proud of what they do. But the reality is, this is important because this is there's nothing more important, I think, for public than public safety and our nation's defense. And uh, those of us that are in elected positions. We need to recognize that and continue to support that and invest in that. And this was a great step forward, and I can't thank uh, Yuri Peters and our congressional delegation enough for making that happen and showing that uh, Selfridge is 
an important critical component in our nation's defense. Yeah, this was a great effort. It was bipartisan as well because everyone, Selfridge, everyone from Michigan, I think uh, once people recognize the importance of this uh, National Guard base, that is how important it really is. So these are brand new aircraft, these KC-46As, and they're expected to be operational for, uh, what, more than 50 years at Selfridge. So what are the implications? Mark, I'll start with you on this. Uh, this long-term commitment, what will I have specifically? Let's talk about uh, for the base, but also for Macomb County. Yeah, that, you brought it up earlier, the uh, base realignment and closures, uh, the BRAC studies that have always been you know, plaguing Selfridge. Uh, but fortunately, there's been a rallying cry, you know, with the uh, base council, uh, you know, the support that they get here in Macomb County and now across the entire state with the governor, you know, led by her efforts, looking at what we can do to expend, extend the runway to take care of this, uh, the safety zone that we have to the south that has some rooftops in it. Um, we, we recognize here in Macomb County, this is critical uh, for our economy. And uh, what is happening here today or this announcement that was just made by Gary the other day uh, gives us that understanding that we're not really worried about the, uh, the future of uh, Selfridge and the closure of right. Selfridge uh, as, as opposed to now seeing the continued understanding of how important it is in our nation's defense. So we're glad. I mean, that rallying support that we're seeing, you know, from everyone at the local level, state level, and now even at the federal level, uh, people have uh, seen, you know, that the attention is drawn to Selfridge uh, and its importance. Yep, we are speaking with Macomb County Executive Mark Cackle and U.S. Senator Gary Peters. Senator, um, you mentioned the the fighter squadron. That is still an effort that it is underway to get one uh, based at Selfridge. What is it going to take? Do you think to get one here? It's been a, it's been a long, tough slog to do it. Will it happen? What will it take? Yeah, we're going to continue to work aggressively to to make that happen. Uh, clearly, we needed to have uh, both of these uh, squadrons. Uh, uh, dealt with. So we'll uh, take one off the table now. And when we took it off the table, we also expanded it. So that was uh, a good outcome. But we are still in the running uh, for a future manned mission. Uh, you know, I've been pressing Secretary Kendall from the beginning that, uh, that that's got to be a priority. And, and yesterday on our conference call, I pressed him again uh, to, to make sure that he said uh, unequivocally that uh, the fact that we have these tankers in no way uh, prohibits us from getting uh, a replacement mission uh, for the A-10. And but a lot of that depends on the future of the Air Force, uh, the number of aircraft that are going to be fielded. There's going to be just fewer number of uh, man fighter squadrons. We talked on that conference call about the future of the Air Force, and uh, a potential aircraft uh, is uh, called the Collaborative uh, Combat Aircraft. It's actually an unmanned aircraft that flies alongside uh, a, a crewed uh, aircraft. We're going to be making uh, over a thousand of those uh, in the next few years. We're putting the appropriations in the budget for those right now. It's the only way we're going to be able to keep up with some of our significant potential adversaries like China uh, is to have go into these advanced high technology uh, uncrewed aircraft. And uh, Secretary Kendall mentioned uh, Selfridge is certainly uh, a potential site for some of those, which would be, uh, again, a very long term mission that would uh, ensure the security of uh, of the base and make sure that Michigan continues to play a key role in our national security. Well, we have about a minute left, but Mark, can you talk a little bit about the importance of commitment to facility upgrade and, and what kind of upgrades we're going to see over the years over there? Yeah, I think uh, Gary mentioned it. He and I talked yesterday about this. Obviously, they're going to be uh, in need of new hangars over there because it's a larger craft. And I know Gary's committed to making sure the funding is available to do just that. And in fact, I'll just kind of lean back into him. And if you want to repeat what you were talking about regarding that, uh, Gary, uh, please do. Yes, we uh, will have to uh, continue to make improvements. In fact, we were at a uh, we have been doing that. We had uh, close to a thirty million dollar 
improvement on hangars uh, for uh, advanced maintenance of aircraft. In fact, uh, uh, Mark was out there with me as we uh, cut the ribbon earlier, or last year, it was early middle of last year. That was a big investment, and those mm -hmm. investments will continue, especially with this new squadron. Uh, we're going to need to have even more capital improvements, mm -hmm. and we'll work to get that in future defense well, budgets. 